Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. An incredible run by the Nigerian Nightmare. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Bedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs Legends Weekend, which uh, wrapped around the victory against the Titans, and also preview Sunday's game against the Jaguars. Joe, you were there for the Legends game. Take listeners through this experience, how it went. Wow, Jeff, I don't even know where to start. You know, <laughs> um, it. it... It, while we've been covering the Chiefs here now on our Believe podcast, you know, for a couple of years, um, you know, it's been a while since I've actually been back to a game. You know, life life just takes over, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just with kids and activities and work and commitments and different things like that. But, you know, my wife and I made this, this decision that we were heading back to this game. You know, co- we're coming out of COVID for the most part. And, you know, we... Um, you know, just made the decision we were going to go and celebrate Kimball going into the ring of fame. And we had a blast, um, you know, first of all, to honor Kimball, the chiefs did an unbelievable job of, of highlighting and shining on the career of a guy who is not just one of the best players to put on the red and gold, but in my opinion, one of the best people to have put on the red and gold and to put that helmet on with the arrowhead on it. Cause he's just, Kimball is just an unbelievable human being things he's done post football with coaching and, you know, changing and shaping kids lives as a high school football coach and athletic director for 20 plus years. It was just really great to see the hunt family and the whole chiefs organization celebrate uh, Kimball the way that they celebrate all of their players, you know, whether you're in the ring of fame or not, the Chiefs organization treats every player that has gone through their doors the same, which is it just says a lot about, you know, that organization from the top down, you know, starting with the Hunt family. So, yeah, just a really special time catching up with teammates that I've talked to on the phone, um, done calls with and been in, you know, like Zoom meetings and stuff or had them on the podcast. But to actually get there share a big bear hug and, you know, catch up like we never uh, left was really special. And that's how it felt. You know, the Chiefs organization makes you feel like you never left. And, you know, to see guy, I I can't even, I I would be remiss if I named all the people that I I saw because I I know I'll leave somebody out because I saw so many unbelievable people that I wanted to catch up with. But, you know, some of the names, Will Shirley, we're talking about this, are reportedly 80 uh, former Chiefs players there for, yeah, I, for, the, for the for the weekend. I didn't see a list of the attendees, and I didn't count. But I'm Jeff. I wouldn't doubt that, bud. Mm-hmm. And and you know, Marcus was there, and of course, Will Shields, who lives in the area. And I caught up with like at least my era colleagues, right? You know, Keith Cash, Dane, and Hughes, who obviously is the voice of the Chiefs, and we've had on the pod. Um, you know, Ricky Sigler. Uh, you know, Nick Lowry, Louis Aguiar, Christian Okoye. I mean, it was Steve DeBerg. Like it just, the names just go on on. Of course, a lot of the, I hate to say this word older, but you know, the old, some of the older legends um, that were there, you know, the Dave Lindstrom's of the world, Tom Condon, Jan Stenerud, like, you know, guys that came from the, you know, a little bit of the older era and they were all there too, out in full force. Uh, Yeah. I know I'm missing, missing people. Donnell Bennett, I mean, was there, he, he and Jimmy Ray, Jimmy Ray, you know, was, was 
was Kimball's running back coach mm-hmm. for most of his his tenure. And, you know, he they're they're the ones that kind of did the induction along with Clark Hunt, of course. And uh, it was really great to see, you know, to see everybody. Um, just an amazing experience. Got a great tour of the stadium with Mike Davidson, our, our old equipment manager, who's now the the chief's archivist and historian, along with Bob Moore, who was our PR director in the 90s with Marty. Um, you know, and it was just, uh, you know, it was just one really neat event after another that the Chiefs hosted for everybody. Well, that that sounds like such an incredible weekend, Joe. That's really awesome. Give, give fan, you you hung out with all these former Chiefs uh, players. Give the listeners maybe a story or two or an anecdote to maybe what you guys were talking about or 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 some, you know, rehashing a game with a certain player or just uh, maybe a funny thing that happened over the, over the weekend. Yeah, here's here's one thing that was was interesting. So, um, you know, it's not really it's a, it's a half Chiefs, half Penn Quaker story. So, of course, a lot of our listeners know we've had Justin Watson on. He's a fellow Penn Quaker, right? Played at Penn. And I also had a colleague of mine and a teammate of mine from Penn. We played offensive line together and we got a chance to see Justin after the game and snap some pictures. So I took that picture and I sent it to the uh, University of Pennsylvania football advisory board that, mm-hmm. you know, I, I get I get the pleasure of working with and i sent it to them i said hey three quakers out in the midwest in kansas city enjoying the game another big game for fellow quaker justin uh, watson you had that he had that real crucial catch there he got targeted like five or six times and uh and i said can you guess who and of course the other gentleman who was with us mark russis was our uh he was a fellow offensive lineman and i said can you tell who the linemen were because we're two <laughs> like six foot five you know i don't even want to say how much both of us weigh but i think we're about the same and uh you know we're, we're like these two big guys surrounding you know justin and and i said can you tell who the lineman is and uh you know gary vera who who was the he was a quarterback in the uh, glory days of, of Penn football in the eighties. He, he sends back a note. He says, I can tell who the linemen are, but does anybody on this email string know who, which Quaker has actually caught the most chiefs touchdowns. And so <laughs> was, it was funny, uh, you know, to, to have that laugh. And then, you know, got to, I got to meet Nick Allegretti and I met his family and we were swapping stories about his, uh, his touchdown last year and, and being a tackle eligible. And, you know, you know, we were kind of laughing, you know, it was like two Irish kids, right? <laughs> Allegretti and Valerio jokingly. 273s uh, with a lot of vowels in their name and, uh, <laughs> you know, hanging out and uh, getting some, get, snapping some shots together and, and reconnecting. So, yeah, and I, you know, I, I had a funny story with, with Steve DeBerg, like Steve DeBerg, a lot of people um, don't realize that, you know, now that the Chiefs have that beautiful facility um, about you know three quarters of a mile away from Arrowhead mm-hmm. in the same parking lot, of course. You can see it when you go to a game. Um, the, everything happens there now. Everything. The, the coach's office, the, a lot of the executive offices, a lot of the stuff happens at that training facility. So and the really – room, the practice at, field. As Jeff, everything. Office. Basically yeah. all of football operations is now at that facility. It was not that way when I was playing, and, and it wasn't that way until they built that additional facility. It was basically a warehouse – that had, you know, an outdoor practice field, an indoor practice field, a weight room, and minor lockers, basically just for workout gear. So w- when we were playing, we used to have to drive down in cars after, because we would do everything at the stadium. And Mike Davidson, our old equipment manager, basically said, yeah, he said basically every Chiefs game is an away game for the equipment staff because they, they have to get all that equipment up to the locker room. Hmm. So, so I was there with Steve DeBerg and I was looking at him. I said, Steve, do you remember the time 
that we were in a pick in Tracy Rogers. He was one of our linebackers. Uh, we were in the back of Tracy Rogers pickup truck after we broke camp and, and I, it was my rookie year and we were sitting there and just kind of shooting the breeze about being back in Kansas city. And I, I made the stupid rookie comment of saying, you know, Steve, I was in second grade when you started playing <laughs> football in the NFL. And he kind of was like, he said, Joe, he goes, I remember that. He's like, you made me feel so old. It's like, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and he, he just, he, it was so great to see him and, and, and talk about some of those memories. And yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was really, really special to, to run into all those guys and, and, and sort of, sort of, sort of swap stories with all of them and uh, just pick up right where we left off. Well, we're going to have more about this very cool Chiefs Legends weekend and also talk about and preview the Jaguars game. But first, basketball is back and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, you mentioned running into Marcus Allen, which I think is cool that he was there, you know, that he still identifies so much as a chief, um, as much as, as, a, as a Raider. Um, you said he kind of lit up as soon as he saw you. Yeah, it's so funny because Marcus, um, you know, we had, a, we had a very interesting, you know, relationship besides being teammates. Marcus got me really interested in computers and we always had that. And we actually joked about that. I, I think I'm, I mean, we may have talked about that once on, right. on the okay. pod about how he hooked me up with this IT consultant. Now, I mean, I guess you would call, that's what you would call them. I don't know if they were called IT consultants back in 1993, but, you know, I had that computer um, that my roommate from college his his parents gave us for our wedding present and you know we always marcus and i always connected on that we always connected on technology he was really big into computers and you know we were i was joking with him again i was like marcus i you know i really appreciate you getting me involved i've actually you know it's helped me in my career post football and you know having you know understanding the use of technology and computers and and you know we laughed about how you know we got set up with email accounts and we were the only two that could email each other cuz i didn't have anybody else to email <laughs> back then in 1993 right i mean who had email accounts nobody wow, that, nobody did that is well, that is well ahead of the curve Nineteen yeah. email account nineteen ninety three. Yeah, and so we, it was it was called Eudora Pro, and it was an email agent, and you know we uh, we used it, and I, I I literally Jeff I didn't know one other person in my entire circle of friends family <laughs> that had an email account except for Marcus. So yeah, it was it was it was it was really fun to see Marcus there celebrating for Kimball, and you know Kimball put. But a lot of linebackers uh, on their backs for for Marcus uh, back in the day. And Kimball was the kind of player that did it all. You know, Clark Hunt did such a fantastic job of of really explaining and and demonstrating, um, you know, Kimball's career and how versatile he was in that age when fullbacks were were truly fullbacks, right? I know we have Michael Burton these days, and he's technically on the roster as a fullback, but you know, he how many touches does he get? You know, a game. I mean, you know, Kimball 
ranks up there with one of the top yard yard gainers, uh, carries, career carries. I mean, Kimball was a very versatile uh, fullback out of the backfield in passing game. Uh, he was a, a lead back in, in a lot of our run plays. He was also a ferocious and tenacious pass blocker and run blocker. So he really was one of the last you know, true fullbacks, you know, that really did it all. And, and Clark did an unbelievable job of really sort of uh, making a note of, of how important that position was during that era of football. And, you know, a lot of the reason why, you know, Kimball had such a great career was because he was so versatile. And the thing I don't think people really recognize about Kimball Anders, if you go back and really look at it, he was out of football um, and he thanked his male carrier, for getting him back to the chiefs. It's a crazy story. He said he, he prefaced it as he was addressing the crowd. He's like, this is a true story. Everybody. He said, I was out of football. He was on, he was working out with the Steelers. I think he was on their practice squad the year before he was out of football for almost a year. And his mail carrier uh, sent a letter or called the chiefs organization. Uh, He was, they were just out hunting and pecking around for opportunities. And, happened to get a hold of Mark Hatley, who was the director of pro personnel back then. And next thing you know, Kimball gets a tryout and he makes the team like, and then he goes on and has a 10 year ring of fame career, right? Like, come on, that's crazy. And there's a true story, but you know, Kimball was so humble and so um, appreciative of, of everybody that helped him get to where uh, he has, you know, ascended to with his football uh, career. So yeah, it was, uh, it was really fun to see, Clark really dive into the details about how special Kimball Anders was. If, if you go back and watch the way that he played, he's not a big guy. He's not your typical, he's not Krishna Koye size. He's not even your typical, you know, fullback that, you know, you might see even a Michael, like a Michael Burton, you see how like jacked he is, you know, he wasn't your typical, uh, you know, Tom Rathman, remember Tom Rathman, you know, from the Niners, of course, high black, he, big, big neck. Yeah, up. no, Kimball was agile, but he could hit like a truck. And he led, I mean, he still leads all running back, all chiefs running backs and fullbacks in receiving yards. An impressive stat yeah, there. Uh, definitely. Joe, uh, on Saturday, um, I know you, you said that Will Shields had a top golf event for the alumni. How did that go? Was it getting competitive between all the foreign players and who's who was doing well? Who who uh who shot well at the top golf event? Yeah, I'll tell you, Will, Will Shields is an unbelievable athlete. He he absolutely could swing a club. Um, you know, there was uh, you know, it, it was funny because Danan used I was texting Danan before uh the event, and you know, I said, Hey Danan, are you gonna be at the top golf event? Now if you follow Dane in on social media, you'll see that he posts a lot of golf stuff uh-huh. where he's playing golf. And, and he, you know, the guy, look, he was obviously a ma- you know, major league baseball player as well as, you know uh, you know, a football player, right. He played, you know, had, had major league contract with and played in the minor leagues and played college baseball. And so of course he's a tremendous athlete and can, can has good hand eye coordination, can swing a club, but he's really good. But it was funny because I said, Dana, are you coming to the top golf event? Cause I need lessons. Like I, <laughs> I am, I am not, I'm an average to well below average golfer. Um, and I said, I need, I need some lessons. You got to help me out. Cause I said, I, I, I see you all the time online, just with these incredible shots and incredible form. He's like, Joey V he texts me back. He says, you, uh, you have to understand 
that's the power of social media because I only post the good ones. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, but unfortunately, Danon was out of town covering another sporting event before he came back to KC to join, you know, join the booth with Mitch Holstas. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was a really fun event um, to, you know, to see a bunch of Mark Collins, boy, he can, he can play some golf. Uh, another just incredibly gifted and, and natural athlete. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was great. Cause Will hosted, hosted an event um, to get you know, players together and meet with, uh, you know, representative representatives from the union and from the NFL legends group um, mm -hmm. to sort of help with anything that, you know, any of the older players might need in kind of maneuvering through any legacy benefits or things like that um, that are available for, for former players. So, you know, Will's just a fantastic guy and great out there in the community and, you know, it's just, it was, it's amazing. I, my, my friend from college and my, my colleague that was joining us um, who had lived in Kansas city was like, man, you'd never guess in a million years that that guy, you know, went to what, 13 or 14 pro bowls, first yeah, ballot hall, hall of hall fame. fame. Yeah. Yeah. First ballot hall of famer as a guard. I mean, like, he's like, he missed one game, I think in his whole career. Like he's like, there's no way you'd ever guess just from the humility and the, the just, personal personable nature of will shields that you would guess in a million years that, that that he had that kind of a tremendous you know professional sports career just just salt of the earth so yeah it was really really um <clears throat> really nice to for him to do that and of course continue his uh you know real he's just a positive force in, in the community you previously had told a story when uh during your playing days legendary coach howard mudd took all you guys golfing uh, all the linemen, you know, and it got, there were some near misses. You said that you, uh, you, you, you I put one right through, I right through Howard. He was driving the cart. I went <laughs> right through, hit the back of the, he had the back, uh, you know, those like wind shields that you have in the back that cover the club sometimes, you know, and it went right through between him, hit that. And, you know, he, as he was driving at me down the fairway. Yeah. So top golf, I, I assume is safer than no, 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 <laughs> no, much safer. Yeah. Misses. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. There's not, not a lot of, not a lot of clubs, you know, flying around or, or, or the, uh, you know, the golf balls aren't flying, uh, you know, at you, uh, they're kind of going out into the cool, you know, scoring area that they have there. Now a brief word from butcher box. Well, Joe, one last thing about this legend thing, you've truly become part of the glitterati. You watched, I know part of the game from, uh, Eric stone street, who I, I love from modern family, his suite. Talk about, that experience yeah so eric and i were were connecting you know we a couple of years ago we did a little bit of an instagram uh fun post about about him being in the picture where i had scored on september 11th 1994 against the 49ers and as i backed up out of the end zone to put my arms up and, and await keith cash jumping into my arms um, Eric was right behind me and, you know, as a 20 something, uh, season ticket holder, <clears throat> you know, Kansas city, you know, born and bred. And he sent me a, a, a note. He got a hold of me and he's like, Hey, do you happen to have this picture somewhere in your house? And, and, you know, and I said, uh, Eric Stone Street, like, is this something that's gotta be, just gotta be one of my friends, right? There's no way Eric Stone Street is, right. is sending me a direct message in Twitter. And, uh, he said, uh, because I'm in this picture and, and he, there he was. So he has that picture in his suite, two of them actually on both sides uh, of his suite. And he, um, you know, he, 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 
reached out and, and we got in touch again before this game. And he said, Hey, listen, I want you to come up to the suite, meet my fiance, Lindsay, and, and uh, we'll catch up and we'll get some pictures. And Eric Fisher happened to be there joining him in the suite, which was great to meet him. I'd never, oh, cool. never met Eric. And, um, you know, he's living in the area and uh, yes, yeah, so I got to watch, uh, you know, the, the, the second and uh, second quarter and spend halftime uh, up there with Eric hanging out and getting some pictures and meeting some of his friends. And, uh, you know, it was just, it was a really, really cool experience. He is a huge Chiefs fan and uh, he, he's, uh, he's excited uh, for how the season's going and, you know, he's just, he's, he loves it. I mean, he is a sweet holder and he just loves being a part of the chiefs organization and, and, you know, obviously got, you know, several other, you know, celebrities that the, the circles that he runs in, right. Paul Rudd is a, is a huge fan. Um, and, and they, you know, they, those, those guys all get together and, and kind of chop it up, um, you know, and, and sort of spend a lot of time together. Joe. So cool. Well, during the, this uh, game that you attended, you know, the, the chiefs squeaked it out in overtime they ran 91 plays against the Titans, uh, tied for the third most in franchise history, that, that number of plays. Mahomes was notably exhausted, running all over the field. He even was joking that he's taking Monday off from his normal uh, training regimen with uh, Bobby Stroop. Um, and he, knowing Mahomes, he probably still will. <laughs> he probably still uh, got to work out in Monday. Anyhow, take me through the player's perspective. Is that a concern for Sunday? I mean, might the Chiefs be... Dragon physically, Andy Reid did note today that the Chiefs would have a lighter practice Wednesday, but is that a concern? I mean, you know, look, it's it's probably like an extra quarter to maybe even a half of a game, right, that you played. So, yeah, that is that is a lot. 91 plays is a lot of plays. <clears throat> and 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 it's kind of like, I mean, I guess the best analogy I can make is it's it's like playing a game and a half because usually there's anywhere from you know 55 to 65 plays in the uh -huh. game and to, to run that many plays you know that takes its toll on you um you know I think watching the game and watching it unfold it was so interesting because it, the Chiefs offense and I, I I've been I've been trying to think of a of a phrase or or a way of of sort of um <clears throat> like stating that their offense was like a bend don't break defense <laughs> that's what it was like it was like it's not the, it's not even that they were like doing a lot between the 20s and then just couldn't put it in i mean they, obviously they had their red zone struggles um but it was like they were the they were the inverse of a bend don't break defense where they just seemed like everything was clicking but they just couldn't score mm -hmm. you know it was like it was a very it was very bizarre to watch in real time and to be there in the stadium the ups and downs because i think <clears throat> they got out like gangbusters right you know they had a great opening drive that you know ended in a field goal you know missing the extra point when they scored to make it nine nothing just kind of took a little bit of the wind out of people's sails like oh man like it could be it so easily could have been 14 to nothing at that point but yet it was only nine to nothing and and that's scary as you and I have talked about whenever you're going against a Derrick Henry offense, right? Cause you got to score points, put them away. Um, <clears throat> and you just don't want them to chew up the clock so that you're playing from behind. And, and that's kind of like what started to happen, right? So I'm telling you, Mike Vrabel committed to the run and he wasn't stopping it. And it wasn't like Derrick Henry ran for, he only ran for 105 yards. So it wasn't yeah. like he ran for 250 yeah, two, yards, two huge plays. And they kind of, yeah. 
shut it down. I I thought the Titans actually went, and I I think a big part of it is is being having a rookie quarterback in yeah. there. But I, they I thought they went too vanilla, almost like a prevent defense. You know, Willis is athletic. I would have moved around, do some do some bootlegs, do more RPOs, do jet sweeps and stuff. They really kind of just ran it straight at the Chiefs. You know, just up the middle. Yeah, they had a they had that game plan in mind of of really overusing Derrick Henry, and I think it bit them a little bit. But you yeah. know, Mike Rabel coaches well against Andy, right? I mean, what is he? What is Andy he, going into the game one and eight or something yeah. like that in against Mike season. Rabel in yeah. the in the regular season? So it was it was it was really crazy. It was there was a lot of ups and downs. You know, the fans never gave up. I mean, they never they were cheering the whole time, and they were in it, man. They were in it to win it, knowing that. Patrick was going to do Patrick things and he was going to find a way to win that game. And he, he just is magic. I mean, seeing him in person and, and watching that, watching him play in person, Jeff, I got to be honest. The, the thing that still causes me pause is, is our lack of a running game. And I think every, all the pundits, I'm not, I am, that is a captain obvious statement. If there's a captain obvious statement, right. I just, I, I just, I really worry about it. I really worry about the wrong – if they catch a team on the wrong day, if they can't establish the running game and, you know, Patrick's either off, it's cold, somebody gets hurt, he doesn't have all of his receivers. Like, I just there's going to be a factor someday where they're going to need that running game to get going. And they just didn't have it in this game. I mean, it just – it was – I don't want to say it was non-existent, but it was darn close. And on the other side of the ball, speaking of running games, they're going to face a tough one. Travis Etienne's really playing well for the Jaguars. It's been a focal point. Joe, some also some interesting, um, you know, uh, coaching matchups. Doug Peterson, you know, who's very close to Andy Reid, used to uh, coach for the the Chiefs. Also, fans might not know that Bob Sutton, the former Chiefs defensive coordinator, is actually a senior defensive assistant. I actually think this is going to be a more difficult matchup than some might I guess the Chiefs sometimes when the light when the lights are the brightest, they always show up. But sometimes they let the weaker teams kind of hang around. I think the Colts and that I also think um they they kind of seem to struggle against teams in the AFC South. Joe, I think this is gonna be a, a tough game. Oh, definitely. I mean, look, Doug Peterson is is turning these things around. He's turning things around and he has a lot to he has well, first of all, he's got a lot to build on. Um, but he also had, you know, he had a pretty big uphill battle taking over this team. They, they were in disarray. I mean, it was not <clears throat> the Jaguars were not moving in the right direction last year under Urban Meyer. And 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 Doug is really, really turning things around. And, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence is, you know, I mean, look, there's a reason when you're picked that high and you have such a great career and you hang around. I mean, he's he's got the talent to to make some things happen. And, um, you know, I think if we if the Chiefs get after him the way they they got after it with the Titans, I mean, that defensive I, I'm going to say that was probably the best half if not the best one of the best halves that defense has played I, I can't I, since I can remember Jeff I just thought it was especially if you were there and you could feel the momentum of it like when when the Titans got the ball back at the end and I I literally and it's easy to say right hindsight's always 2020 I was like 
after that first play, I was like, this game's over. There's no way this team oh, is going to is going to go down and score a touchdown or kick a field goal, even get into field goal range, be able to tie it and, you know, end the game on a tie, which is probably would have ended up happening. But you never know. You give Patrick 13 seconds. He can he can make something happen. But, you know, I was thinking, oh, man, that would stink if, if they go down and, and the Chiefs end up coming out of this game on Sunday night football with a tie against a team where they were 12 and a half point favorites. Right. I mean, that that would have been really disappointing. And speaking of, like, Bet Online has the uh, Chiefs as nine and a half point favorites. Again, I, I think the Chiefs win. I think they just oh, sure. off differential. But I think this is going to be like a field goal game. I really think, I think it's a little bit of a trap game. They have the Sunday, you know, in between the two Sunday night games um, and kind of the AFC South thing, the coaching. Yeah, that's, well, what do you see, Joe? Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be as, close as the titans game um you know and i totally agree with you jeff that it is going to be a closer game than 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 you would think especially being a nine point favorite you, know, you saw what happened with you know <clears throat> with the titans but look every everybody puts a target on this team you know it's a, it's everybody's super bowl especially now that the, the chiefs are really rising to the top with the bills loss to the Josh jets Allen injury you know that you know they're they're basically the cream of the crop right now the AFC Patrick's back in in good graces with the media as the MVP candidate you know the whole nine yards so you know I think um I think they're gonna have uh you know they're gonna come out you know loaded for bear uh the Jaguars and so I think it's gonna be a really good game I, I think the Chiefs will win it by a touchdown and and never really be behind mm-hmm. um you know I think it'll be like a you know the Chiefs will hopefully jump out to an early lead Jaguars will respond. They'll get a score here. You know, as we know that the chiefs sometimes tend to struggle a little bit in the second and early third quarter, <laughs> like it takes a little while to get revving. And then, you know, they'll kind of, they're always going to be a head out like, a, you know, one, one, one body length out in front of this team. Um, but, but it's never going to, I don't think it's going to be a blowout for sure. And I think that I, you know, I think that line is, uh, is probably a little overinflated. I think, I think the chiefs win it by, you know, by, by one touchdown and, and get out of there, you know, and head into the, to the chargers flex game, uh, you know, with, with, with a win, but not, not, not a blowout for sure. I'd love to see a blowout. I'd love to see them just after, explode after the mailbox master on Sunday. Well, yes. if they do get past the Jaguars and they have the Chargers coming up, then it gets smooth sailing. You know, we talked about this tough schedule, but like, um, you know, the AFC West has not been very competitive this year, and it's kind of backloaded with a lot of AFC West games. Meanwhile, the Bills, Josh Allen is ailing. That division is so tough. You know, we kind of see this as a two horse race. So, yeah, could things. This is kind of a two-week stretch that I think could be interesting and challenging for the Chiefs if they uh, cruise through the, these games, though. Um, good things could be ahead. Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.
every thought and every, you know, uh, you know, in my mind that, that the chiefs are going to, they're going to beat the Titans. And, you know, I don't think they're coming home after a bye week. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, everything is playing into the chiefs hands to be, you know, six and two coming out of a bye week coming out of this, this vaunted eight game schedule that, you know, was, was, was well-documented to being a tough, the toughest first half of the schedule. So, I think Chiefs fans should be pretty happy, you know, with with where things are going. Knock on wood, you know, with the relative health of the team, where they are, where they're coming, how they're playing, how the offense started to click there against the, you know, the best defense in the league. And it wasn't like they were the best defense in the league after two games. I mean, they were the best defense in the league after, you know, six games. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were, you know, two games in, and you know, who who can tell who's going to be the best defense after two games? I mean, it was seven games. They had seven games of data you know, on, on the Niners. And uh, I, I I just feel really good about this team right now, especially comparatively to where the rest of the AFC is. And boy, isn't everything really just seemingly lining up for another Bills Chiefs rematch. It's just going to be a matter of who gets, who gets that home field advantage and where the AFC championship is. So really uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about this second air quote, second half of the season coming up. Well, if you enjoy the show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.